Welcome to danielswindow.org where we watch and pray. The coronavirus, the bronze serpent. So what are we watching and praying for? We're watching the coronavirus die away. We're watching God answer our prayers. We're watching God heal people. We're watching God deliver people. We're watching God save people from fear. We're watching God people save people from hellfire. We're watching God heal because if Jesus be lifted up, then, um, then he will draw all men unto him. Uh, we're going to talk about the bronze serpent. Numbers 21. We've been in numbers a lot lately. Numbers 21 verses 1 through 9. This is a, a plague that entered into uh, Israel when they were in the, uh, in the, in the wilderness. And, and they, they were complaining and the serpents came. And, 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 and Moses grabbed the serpent and put it on a pole and lifted up and told everybody that if you look at the serpent on this pole, that if you're sick, if you've been bitten, you will be healed. And if you haven't been bitten, then look at the serpent, you won't be bitten. It says, when the Canaanite, the king of Arad, who lived in Negev, heard that Israel was coming by the way of Athrim, then he fought against Israel and took some of their captives. So Israel made a vow to the Lord and said, Israel made a vow to the Lord and said, If you indeed deliver this people into my hand, then I will utterly destroy their cities. The Lord heard the voice of Israel and delivered up the Canaanites. Then they utterly destroyed them and their cities. How many times do we do this? How many times do we get in a situation that God, if you'll help me through this, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Just help me through this. And God is always willing and quite ready to say why, you know, to help us because he's always taken us for his word. The scripture says love thinks the best of people and God thinks the best of us knowing full well of our flesh that we're not able to do it. But he thinks the best of He takes us for a word and he's there for us. And that's what Israel did. And so God delivered them. And so thus the name of the place was called something. And then they set up out for Mount Hor, uh, Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea, to go around the land of Edom. And the people began impatient because of the journey. How many of us don't like the journey? I don't want to go from faith to faithfulness. I want faith now. I want faith to happen quickly right here, right now. No time, no journey. I don't want the journey. I want the destination. I want to be transported. I don't want to be transformed. I want to be transported. And so they began to be impatient because of the journey. And some of us are going to be impatient because of the coronavirus here. But we got to trust God that he, not only has he delivered us from things of the past, but he's going to deliver us through this thing as well. The people spoke against God and Moses. I hear people tonight, I even talk to somebody tonight, that they spoke against God and they spoke against, you know, um, 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 you know some of our, our governors and president. And I'm not saying that we should just keep our mouth shut, but we need to be careful of what we say. And the people spoke against God and Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water. And we loathe this miserable food. Why have you brought us, Lord? Why did you save me from all this situation? And now this coronavirus is going to take me. Lord, why did you save me for this for this day and hour? And I can't even get food because everything is sold out at Walmart and other grocery stores. Lord, this is miserable. We're eating these beans. Lord, this is miserable going through this. For there is no food, no water. We loathe, you know, staying at home. I need to do something. I need to be out. I can't go bowling. I can't go on the golf course. Everything's in lockdown. I loathe this, Lord. And after the, after we just promise the Lord, if you just get me through this last thing, then I'm going to do whatever you want me to do. But the journey is taking too long, and we lose, we lose impatience, and we, and we actually begin, you know, complaining to God. 
And the Lord and the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, so that many people of Israel died. So the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned because we have spoken against the Lord and you. Intercede with the Lord that he may re remove the serpents from us. And Moses interceded for the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a standard, and it shall uh, come about, that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, he will live. And Moses made a bronze serpent and set it on the, on the standard, and it came about. And if that serpent bit any man, when he looked to the bronze serpent, he lived. Now there... This was this was a, a foreshadowing of Jesus. This was a foreshadowing of Jesus being on the cross. And a lot of people are saying, well, why is it a serpent? Why was it a lamb? I mean, a serpent is evil, according to Genesis. You know, Satan comes as a serpent. Because Jesus was on that cross. Why? Why was he nailed on that cross? He was nailed on that cross because of our sins, because of our complaining, because of our wickedness, because of our evil nature. Jesus took the took the beating and took the the nails in his hands and his feet and the crown of thorns on his head and the spitting and the pulling of his beard and the mockery and the rebuking and the spear in his side and the and the, and the lashes upon his back, you know, and carrying the cross while getting beaten and mocked. All of that because of because of the sin that we have to take away the sin of the world. And so and Moses lifted the serpent and Jesus has done the same thing. It's read uh, John chapter 12 verses 28 to 33 it says father glorify this is jesus in the garden it says father glorify your name then a voice came out of heaven so god is speaking now god is speaking i've never heard god's audible voice i've heard god very strong in my spirit but i've never heard his audible voice but this is where god audibly spoke and a lot of people want to hear god audibly spoke to speak and then a voice came out of heaven i have both glorified it and will glorify it again so the crowd of people who stood by and heard it and saying that it had thundered some people thought god's voice was thunder so if you want to hear god maybe you have heard god's audible voice maybe i've heard god's audible voice and just thought it was thunder and lightning <laughs> and and as we're saying an angel has spoken to him jesus answered and said this voice has not come for my sake but for your sakes. Now judgment is upon this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And if I am lifted up from the earth, uh, will draw all men to myself. But he was saying to this to indicate the kind of death by which he was to die. And I believe Jesus was referencing Numbers 21, 1 through 9, that he was a serpent or that he was going to be lifted up. And anybody who looked upon him and believed in him, that they've been bit by the serpent, which is Satan, that they will be healed and, and have their... Uh, and be transformed into the kingdom of God, from the kingdom of darkness, from the kingdom of, to the kingdom of light. So, if we look on Jesus during this time, you know we shouldn't have fear. But if we're going to look upon the, you know, all the news media, and we need to hear the news media. But if we're going to look at, you know, the coronavirus more often, we look at the, you know, look at Jesus upon that cross and what He's done for us. Man, we're going to be bit. We're going to. You know, we're going to at least, you know, be bit, you know, in our emotions. We're going to at least be bit in in our thoughts with this fear. But we need to make sure that our eyes on Jesus. And why should our eyes be on Jesus? Isaiah 26, 3. It says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. You know, it's talking about, I believe, you know, it's talking about God there, but I believe it's talking about Jesus too. John 14, 27. It says, Peace I leave with you. This is Jesus on his way out. Uh, to be sitting at the right hand of the Father. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. So Jesus, so our eyes are upon Jesus. Our, we're looking upon what he did upon that cross, and we're, we're, we remain in perfect peace. And if we are sick, we get healed. There is healing today. 
But he says, peace I leave you, not the peace that the world gives. How many times you've looked, looked at the news and you've gotten some phony baloney, you know, half-hearted, you know, an hour or two apiece from what a media is saying or what other people are saying, but it dissipated real quick because it was it was flawed, it was fake, and it didn't come from a real authority. But when God, who created the heavens and earth, when when Jesus can rebuke the sea and immediately it stops, when Jesus can rebuke a fever and that fever leaves, when Jesus can curse a tree and it dies, when Jesus can speak to that mountain and the mountain's removed uh, by faith, then we can know that Jesus has authority, that the Word of God has authority, and when we, when our eyes are upon Him. Him, we can have that perfect peace not a peace that the world gives that's only that's only going to last for a few minutes or a few hours at the most we can have peace that takes us through this we can have peace be understanding which means we don't have to understand the end from the beginning we can see the end from the beginning because it all works out for us but when but when we have peace be understanding which means we don't have to understand what's going on we don't have to understand what's going to happen next week we can just have peace that god is going to show us he's going to direct us that he's going to and to take us through this. So do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. It's real easy, your heart to be troubled. It's real easy to watch the news and just hear all this stuff coming at you, coming at just how bad it, it's going to be and how Donald President Trump is not doing enough or how our governor is not doing enough or how the Republicans are not doing enough or how the Democrats are not doing enough. You know, and we're going to, we're going to get our heart troubled. We do need to have a little... Uh, uh, and hear about what's going on, but we need to put our heart on Jesus. We need to not be let our heart be troubled. We got to turn it off at times and, and get to worshiping God and thanking Him for being on a cross, thanking Him that it gives us perfect peace, thanking Him that He's going to bring us through and bring us through the other side. Nor let it be fearful. We can let our thoughts go. We don't even need the media to, to let our thoughts go crazy. We can think, I mean, looking at our family members, thinking, looking about those that we love and, 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 and go off thinking about what happens if they get it, what happens if they pass it on to my children, what happens if they pass it on to my husband or my wife. And he says, do not be fearful. We cannot be fearful. So we need to look at Jesus. Jesus is that, that bronze serpent. He is our healer. He is our deliverer. And most of all, he is our Savior and Lord. Uh, Daniel'swindow.org. Uh, where we um, watch and pray.